raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. One day they'll tell a story, and some will say it was just a fairy tale. Everything you said is true. Absolutely true. 14 years as Charlotte Mayer. Always given, never taken. But you're having fun. I know you are. I'm having a good time with Bo Thompson. Somewhere between the right and the left, there's the middle. Four years as NC Governor. This is the best of America. God bless y'all. Behind the scenes conversations. You can't handle the truth. No talking points. Hey, Pat, it's Donald, and I just want to tell you to keep up the good work. We're proud of you. Perspective you won't find anywhere else. Don't put your stupid hat on. WBT presents. It's time for a Carolina comeback. The Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson. I always go right, guys. (laughs) Georgia. Georgia. Yep. Can't we all just get along? The immortal words of uh, Rodney King. First to all my Republicans in Georgia. Can't you all just get along? The governor and the secretary of state fighting the president. The president's fighting them. And the two candidates, Republican candidates running for uh, the U.S. Senate are trying to stay the heck out of the fights between all the Georgia elected officials regarding the election that occurred in November. And the Democrats are just sitting on the sideline because they like it when the Republicans don't get along. They say nothing. And the media loves it. In the debates uh, this weekend, Georgia Senate debates, the media, all they wanted to do was divide the Republicans. Half the questions were about dividing the Republicans. Now, the Democrats are just as divided, but they kind of keep their mouth shut. You know, they're divided between the AOC wing and the Bernie Sanders wing with the Biden wing, with the Clinton wing, with the Obama wing. They're in power struggles among themselves. But the media doesn't accentuate their disagreements, and they keep their mouth shut. The Republicans from the president to the secretary of state to the governor keep talking about their disagreements and calling each other names. And that could impact 1 to 2 to 3% of the vote in the Senate race, which will impact the majority of the Senate. My gosh, look at the bigger picture. Can't we all get along? Did you watch all of these debates last night? No. Or 
<laughs> I was going to say the debate and a half. We're going to we're going to play some of the debate in front of me, in front of the audience for the first time, and I'm going to do a line by line and watch the Texas two step being done in Georgia. <laughs> and that's what it is, the Texas two step, where the media is going well. Do you agree with President Trump that the election was stolen, or do you agree with the governor? Do you agree with the Secretary of State, or do you agree that Senator Perdue should skip the debate? You see, the media loves to have disagreements among Republicans, and Republicans have yet to figure that out. And that literally could cause 1% to 2 to 3% of the people, Republicans and independents, to either not vote or vote against the Republicans because they're going, y'all just can't get along. I might as well vote for the Democrat. And I'm saying, are you nuts? Are you nuts? You mean you want open borders? You want the China trade policies to come back, the old China trade policies? You want a Ron deal to come back? You want defunding police? No, you don't want any of those things, but you love to have these little internal fights. We as Republicans, and believe me, I've been a part of it too. I mean, my state legislature attacked me more than they attacked Roy Cooper. It's like we all get in a circle and go, ready, aim, fire, and shoot each other. And I'm including President Trump. I'm including the governor. I'm including the Secretary of State of Georgia. And the media just loves this stuff. Man, I want Chuck Schumer's quote to come out. You know, where Chuck Schumer goes, we win Georgia, we win the world. That's what we should be debating. None of the reporters asked about Chuck Schumer. Can't we just get along, Bo Thompson, this week? For one week, can you and I and... David from Asheville, get along and show the audience, at least give them a fake perception of friendship and colleague cooperation. And well, that was the best segment you ever did. <laughs> <laughs> or, or should I say, have ever done. And maybe we can get along. Who's coming up next? Vince Coakley. No, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, you mean immediately right next. immediately. So, Pam Warner. Well, let's just start now getting along with Pam Warner for once. Let's just pray that there's no accidents. Well, I mean, it's a two-way street, you know. <laughs> Get it? Get it, what I did there? <laughs> yes. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110-99.3 WPT. Well, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind. He was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man, saw on a fiddle and playing it hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory thumb and said, Boy, let me tell you what. Welcome back to the Pat McCrory Show on a Monday following a turbulent weekend. So you're, uh, we're all trying to get along. Mm-hmm. And we want people in Georgia to start getting along, especially us Republicans. So the first thing you do is play, the devil went down to Georgia. <laughs> and you looked at me. <laughs> Wait, you weren't in Georgia this weekend. Were you? <laughs> there goes the agreement to get along right there, tearing it up. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm an expert on debates. I've probably, I've probably debated 50, 100 times political debates. I know the games. I've played the game. 
I'm here to expose the game of the game being played in the debates. In the first game, which I disagree with my fellow Republican, uh, Senator Perdue, on Senator Perdue avoided the debate. I think it's a mistake. I think if there are going to be debates, you participate in the debates and you have confidence in yourself, you have confidence in your issues, and you do it whether you're ahead in the polls or not. When I ran for governor the third time, and the first time against Beverly Purdue, they, they wanted as few debates as possible, Beverly Purdue and Roy Cooper. And there was a reason why. They were not good debaters, especially Roy Cooper was a horrible debater. And I think I got to debate him twice in the ninth largest state in the United States of America, two gubernatorial debates, and he was smart. He avoided them as much as possible, and I was critical of him for doing that. And so I've got to be critical of... Uh, Senator Purdue, the Republican, for avoiding the debate and then let, listen, letting his opponent basically debate himself. Now, his little campaign team came out afterwards and said he debated himself and he lost. <laughs> That's cute. But I'll tell you, by him not debating, if that loses the election for Purdue, I'm going to be mad at him because that means we lose the Senate. And there is absolutely no balance of power in Washington, D.C., and if it happens because a Republican didn't debate, wow. So we had another debate. Who were the two senators? The Raph- Raphael Warnock. And- Raphael Warnock, Warnock, a minister, mm-hmm. pretty left-wing, radical Democrat, running against Kelly Leffler. Kelly Leffler, who has never really run for office before she was appointed to fill in a vacancy. And she had a very tough primary, and neither one got enough votes to win the general election. So uh, Kelly and uh, Raphael, Raphael, let's let's kind of do a line by line and see what questions the media asks, and I'll tell you the game being played by both the media and the candidates. Well, the first thing I have here mm-hmm. is when the media asked them to ask each other a question. Oh, the old let's yeah. ask each other a question. Usually, when you do that. The question is an attack. Just I haven't even heard this, right? You're, right? you're showing that, listen, usually if the media plays the game, okay, will you ask your opponent a question? The question is an attack. And then you somehow get a question in there. And then I'm telling you what will probably happen. I've not heard this. The opponent avoids the question and goes back on the attack. So it's a game regardless who asks the question. Well, let's find out if that happens. Here is some of the debate last night. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, Senator Leffler, when you uh, received the private briefing regarding the coronavirus pandemic, you dumped millions of dollars of stock uh, in order to protect your own investments. And then weeks later, when there came an opportunity to give ordinary Georgians an extra $600 of relief, you said you saw no need and called it counterproductive. Why do you think it's counterproductive to help ordinary Georgians in the middle of a pandemic? All right, stop. It's a great question because shes they're trying to tie her into the stock trades of senators, which there are five or six senators, by the way, including Senator Feinstein. You know, he didn't let the Democrats mention the Democrats. And I love the way he mentioned ordinary people three times. You know, when people hear ordinary people, they all assume they're talking about them. Every, I don't know of anyone who thinks they're 
not ordinary from a populist perspective. Or if they don't think they're ordinary, like they're beyond ordinary, they won't tell anyone. They go, you know, I'm more than ordinary. <laughs> but for a politician to say ordinary as opposed to average, <laughs> the average, it was interesting how you used the term ordinary. Three times in one question, he has surveyed that word. I get the ordinary. I'm for the ordinary Georgians. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. See, when I've called you ordinary, I didn't mean it as a cut, Bo Thompson. <laughs> Just an ordinary radio guy. <laughs> You're saying, I wish I could be like you. Yeah, I wish I could be ordinary. <laughs> yeah. My aspiration is to be ordinary. <laughs> okay, let's play. The answer. Well, thank you for that question. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> she didn't want the question. That's the, that old, was, that's that the was, Cal Cunningham. That's the, I appreciate I your really question. appreciate that question. So she's already lying. Thank you very much for that question. May I have another, sir? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Those are lies perpetrated by the left-wing media and Democrats <clears throat> to distract from their radical agenda. All right, stop. Since I got to the center. Stop. I love it. This is what you do. You use catchwords to take out left-wing, mat- left-wing media and radical Democrats. Left-wing and radical are the important words in that answer. Because then that sets the other person back on their heels. Wait a minute, I'm not left-wing. I'm not radical. So they, see, one person says ordinary. The other person says left-wing and radical. <laughs> they haven't got to the answer yet. Let's see. Okay. I- hard to deliver relief to Georgians during this pandemic, and I'm continuing to do that. But look what Democrats have done. Ah, the counterattack. <laughs> see? Didn't I just say they avoid the answer, they go on the attack, and right now she kind of avoided the answer and just said it's a lie. And now she's going on the counterattack. We're going to do more line by line. We're going to do this with, uh, who's in the news department today? Steve Counts. Oh, we're going to do line by line with Steve Counts. One day when he does the news, we're going to go, really, Steve? Line by line. I can't guy. wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> Steve's going to ask me, can we? That's going to oh, be a great oh, segment. this idea. is good. We're going to eat your lunch, Steve Counts. <laughs> uh, on that you note. radical left-wing there, media. A, oh, stop it. But I Thank you so much. Uh, Senator Leffler, when you uh, received the private briefing regarding the coronavirus pandemic, you dumped millions of dollars of stock uh, in order to protect your own investments. And then weeks later, when there came an opportunity to give ordinary Georgians an extra $600 of relief, you said you saw no need and called it counterproductive. Why do you think it's counterproductive to help ordinary Georgians in the middle of a pandemic? Well, thank you for that question because I've been completely (laughs) exonerated. Those are lies perpetrated by the left-wing media and Democrats to distract from their radical agenda. Since I got to the Senate, I've worked hard to deliver relief to Georgians during this pandemic, and I'm continuing to do that. But look what Democrats have done. 
They have stood for stonewalling relief that I voted for twice in the Senate to deliver relief to families, to farmers, to schools and hospitals. They're playing politics. That's what they're using their lies to cover up. The fact that they don't have a positive agenda to lift Georgians up. They want to defund the police, raise your taxes, implement the Green New Deal that would crush jobs and opportunity. And what I'm working on is making sure that we can get the economy going again, that we can drive forward after this pandemic. And I've been working side by side for my colleagues to make sure that we get that done and we have delivered results. $47 billion okay. that I brought here to Georgia saved 1.5 million jobs. We're talking about the games of debates. And uh, there was a little game in the debate between the uh, Republican. Kelly Leffler. And the Democrat. Uh, Raphael Warnock. Raphael and Kelly. And uh, they played the little game that was set up before the debate of asking each other a question. And as predicted, when you ask a question, you avoid answering the question and you go on the attack. And, you know, the question was an attack and the question was talking about ordinary Georgians. While you made millions, ordinary Georgians suffered. And who's against ordinary people but another politician? And then she went on the attack in answering the question and her non-answer by going, it's a lie, I've been exonerated, and you're against the police, you're a radical, and you're for the Green New Deal. This is the game of asking each other questions. I had this game one time in a debate with Beverly Perdue, and, the, and I, I wasn't aware of the game. For whatever reason, my staff didn't say, be prepared for a question you have to ask Beverly Purdue. So I kind of knew it was a game, and she asked me a real pointed question, I went on the attack. And then they said, Mayor McCrory, what's your question to Governor Purdue?" And I went, Governor Purdue, why should you be governor of North Carolina? <laughs> and it was like she was shocked I didn't attack. And she gave the weakest answer, because I know that would be what they'd be talking about anyway. they just divert. So I just asked a general question why you should be gut why should you be governor of north carolina again and she gave a very boring answer as opposed to attacking me <laughs> you know that was pretty brilliant as, as i say myself because i'm a pretty ordinary guy <laughs> so uh the democrat Raphael, got his question in she took right. the attack back now let's hear what the question uh that was asked by Leffler. Leffler, what go. she asked. Senator Leffler, it's your turn to ask a question. Reverend your turn. Warnock. Thank you very much. Reverend Warnock, in your writings and your teachings, you've repeatedly praised Marxism and the redistribution of income. Can you here and now for all Georgians renounce socialism and Marxism? Period. Listen. Stop. Right there. Very short, concise question. She didn't go on the attack. With a lot of words, she went on the attack with few words, and the one word that polls bad against Democrats right now is the word socialism and communism. The Democrats are on their heels on that, and she just, she stuck it. She got a 10 on the question. Reverend. By the way, she called him Reverend because there's controversy about his, his sermons being so radical. Reverend. Will you denounce Marxism? Will you denounce socialism and communism? Period. Let's see if he answers the question. Do you want to guess? I believe in our free enterprise system. And uh, my dad was a small business owner. 
Uh, and during the Great Recession, you know what I was doing? I, I was leading my church to build a community center where, among other things, we had a financial literacy center that taught people how to repair their credit, create a 700 credit score community. All right, how to stop, create a stop right there. You notice he came right out and said, I'm for capitalism. I'm for the free market, period. He didn't respond and say, I'm against Marxism and I'm against socialism. He said, I'm a supporter of capitalism. And then you do what's always good in a debate. You bring up your family. Joe Biden does this. All My dad once told me. You notice how he brought up his dad? Smart move. My dad. And then me during the Great Recession. Look what I did during the Great Recession. Now, the Great Recession, in my definition, is 1929. But I guess he was talking about 2008, 2009. That wasn't the Great Recession. That was the recession. The Great Recession, I would say, would really be 1929. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WPT. Ten minutes in front of 9 o'clock here on the Monday Pat McCrory Show. And it's that time of the week brought to you by New Serum Brewing Company that we bring on WBT Sports Director Jim Zoki, who got a, a rare Sunday off yesterday. Got to watch some football and actually not have to call a game, but uh, nonetheless uh, watching some of the action from around the league while the Panthers get a week off. Zoke, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, it's exhausting. I don't know how people do this every week at watching game after game. You have to watch your food ratio intake uh, to uh, the amount of awake time that you have. I mean, when you're working, you don't think about all that stuff. So it was kind of it was cool to watch some college and pro football for the weekend. And there were some interesting games yesterday. One in particular, uh, we almost we almost saw the New York Jets rise to the level of the teams that have gotten at least one win. But oh, it did not happen. Raiders are down four. You got 13 seconds to go. Carr is back in the gun. 13 seconds on the play clock now. Everybody head for the end zone. Here comes pressure. 13 hurry up, seconds. Hurry up. And they've got, they come. got it off. Here comes Carr. Here steps come. back. Now he comes up. Going to fire again. Left side. Going for it. Ruggs. Ruggs has got it. Touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Vegas touchdown. Vegas touchdown. Jackpot. And away. <laughs> wow. Well, you wanted to get the ball to Rugs. You say get the ball to Rugs, Brent. <laughs> there you go. What a great route. Five seconds on the clock, and the Raiders hit the winning touchdown pass. 0-12 are the New York Jets. I think there ought to be a FBI investigation. <laughs> Not of any politician, but of the New York Jets owner. He's either bought off by the, the mob and had a big gambling bet on that one, or they're that desperate for the Clemson number one quarterback. I mean, come on, man. It sounded like Brent Musburger had a few man. dollars on this game. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like he was calling a high school game, Jackpot, too. Jackpot, baby. Jackpot. It, it, it sounded like a high school game. It just... Well, yeah, as as and Brent's a legend. Brent's he, a even favorite. Brent couldn't, couldn't cover that. Jackpot! <laughs> Come on. That's we should, classic we, Brett Jackpot. How erotic. Jackpot. There was gambling involved. <laughs> See, he's telling you. He's Vegas telling you. He's telling you. Jackpot Vegas. <laughs> Jackpot Maybe need new shoes. Vegas. That's right. We should do local calls like that, like when we score a touchdown for the Panthers, like barbecue, fried foods, <laughs> you know, things that are local. Jack traffic Vegas. congestion. <laughs> Merging traffic. <laughs> B 
Big banks. Orange cones. <laughs> Light rail. I love that idea. That's Well, I mean, we're talking to the guy that could influence it into happening, I guess. I'll bring it up at our next production meeting. <laughs> I'm sure, sure that will go far. Six o'clock yes. tonight, Panther Talk on WBT. There's I really on. think there's a payoff there. I mean, there's no way any team. Jackpot! Ten people. <laughs> Jackpot, baby! Million dollar lottery. Vegas. And of all things, Vegas. They don't say the Raiders anymore. It's Vegas. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you put pro sports in, in Vegas. This is what's happening now. I got to ask you a question because I'm going to cover this the next hour. Um... The mask wearing during the NFL games is kind of a joke, isn't it? Because you see them coming off the field, and each player kind of pretends to put on a mask, and the and the coaches are kind of wearing their mask, and they take it down to talk to somebody. <laughs> and then after the game, they all hug each other. Both teams go out in the center of the field yeah. without their mask and hug each other. Come on, it's man. Impossible. It's, it's impossible. It's like, it's like they're trying, like they're earnestly trying. And I think they do during the week. But when you're playing the game and you're a heat of it, you've got to be able to hear each other outside. You might, you might as well ask them to spin plates on a stick while they're playing the game because it's about <laughs> as easy as wearing a mask and, and doing all that. But even after the game, I watched Russell Wilson after the game that he lost go out to the field and talk to the fellow quarterback. Neither one of them had a mask. I saw who did Philly lose to yesterday. Oh, who did Philly? The Packers. The Packers. Packers. I saw the Packer quarterback go out to the benched Philly quarterback. Aaron Rodgers. And, and they were Carson sitting there Wentz. talking mask to mask without a mask. <laughs> How's that? They were talking it's like all, they're yeah. pulling it it's down. It's almost like it, it only applies at certain times of uh, the game. or See, the virus recognizes. Celebration. Yeah, the virus <laughs> recognizes this. You step over the line of the playing field, it admits, it's like it goes away. It goes away. I mean, yeah. like these college games, like we saw a few weeks ago, Notre Dame storming the field against their win against Clemson, and then yeah. Coastal Carolina with that last second win in Conway against BYU, and the, the players are circling, high fiving the fans, and, and doing all that because it's human nature. You just can't train people overnight to just stop interacting. Yeah, with but each other. the politicians in each one of these states don't say a word about like Carolina not wearing masks or to watch Coach K or, Ron, or Williams on the sideline with a mask. It's it's humorous. Yeah. As they yell out plays. <laughs> and then they put their mask right back on. And then when they go in their huddle, they take off their mask while all their, you know, they're drawing up a play without the mask. So yeah, it's like, well, they're the... doing the talking parts. There's no mask. We're actually breathing on somebody. But when you're standing silently, you have the mask on. Right. It's a show, isn't it? Pretty much. I mean... I think they mean well, and, and they're trying to do their part, and you do want to show like people, oh, hey, we're doing it. But the reality is, they're not sitting at a desk typing. You know, they're playing, <laughs> you know, very important, you know, high competition. Well, let me tell you why the why, why the governor Newsom or Governor NBA, Cooper. The NBA should be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, let me tell you why Governor Cooper and Governor Newsom and other governors don't say anything about this hypocrisy, because you cannot criticize a local sports team, because. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. If you're a Carolina fan and you criticize Roy Williams for not wearing a mask, you lose yeah. all their votes. Exactly. So the, 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 the media and the politicians will give athletes a free pass. Now, we, we should point out that the NFL uh, fined the Saints $500,000 mm -hmm. and took away... Uh, what a seventh round draft pick right. mm -hmm. as punishment right. for the mask not you know mask violation. Yeah, they so. could do that every week right now. I, I, but I'm they just saying that it's it been done every so I, week. I wonder if there will be more. I doubt Rogers will be fined 
for going to the center of the field and talking literally minutes with the bench quarterback of Philly. But the, but the I, wore, I just want to let you know, I wore my mask while watching the game <laughs> in my back room because my sister-in-law was in the house, way on the other side of the house with my wife, and the rules are I have to wear a mask if someone else who doesn't live underneath my roof is in the house. And I'm, I'm like in another room, but the rules say I must wear a mask in the house when someone else is in my house that doesn't Did live you there. Could- did you communicate to her in the house through Zoom while she was in your house? <laughs> it's getting complicated. It is complicated. It's getting complicated. And you know what kills me? My wife likes it that way when I'm in the other room <laughs> with a mask on covering yeah, actually, my face. Actually, Pat, the pandemic ended months ago. Has she not told you the news? She's just, that's right. just continuing with the protocol? Some of them, Anne recently said, you look good with a mask on. <laughs> We're just pretending at Pat's house and, and here in the studio. Oh, exactly. All right, oh, Zoke, well. thank you. You got it. Brought to you by a new Serum Brewing Company. That is Jim Zoki. You can hear him tonight, 6 o'clock Panther Talk on WBT, flagship station of the Carolina Panthers Radio Network and flagship station of the Pat McCrory Show, which is ready for Hour 2 coming up. Hour 2, Hypocrisy Part 2, talking about mask. Hypocrisy Part 2, you can't, you can't miss this. Hypocrisy in Hollywood, hypocrisy in sports, hypocrisy among politicians. Part 2. Two and Saturday Night Live. It's Monday, but we're going to cover a little bit of Saturday Night Live hypocrisy. You see, you don't get this anywhere else. Because I've played the game, I know the game, and we're here to expose the game. Now, the real game begins. We're providing insight that they're not getting anywhere else. 14 years as Charlotte Mayor. Time to play the game! They're getting insight from someone who's actually had to make the tough decisions, that's been in the arena. Four years as NC Governor. That knows the game, that's played the game, that's been played by the game. Governor McCrory, really love the show. Um, Oh, you an apology. Based on these recent events, I used to think that you were crying wolf, but these events have proven to be true, and yes, you called it out. Behind-the-scenes conversations. I'm going to say the governor's right. No talking points. Hey, man, what's going on? David from Asheville. WBT presents. Did you know Roger Stone? The Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson. Uh, now I know something about being stoned, but I don't know <laughs> Roger. <laughs> About it. Hour number two of the Pat McCrory Show on a Monday, December 7th. So, you know, when you watch an NFL game and there's another one at the same time on another channel. Mm-hmm. You know, NBC is doing one and right. Fox is doing another That's or right. CBS is doing one and mm-hmm. whatever. And you get you flipping back and forth. Well, apparently on January the 21st, You've just informed me that we might be flipping back and forth between the inauguration of Joe Biden and what? The send-off for President Trump. The send-off for President Trump. Well, there's always been a send-off. I mean, President Obama and President Carter and President Ford and everyone after the swearing-in ceremony, you see the former president walk down the Capitol Mm -hmm. steps, get in Marine One go to Air Force One, and usually the former president gets a ride on Air Force One back to their home. 
Right. This is ever since Harry Truman had to get a train ticket back to Missouri. Okay, so fair enough. Send-off may not be the right way to describe it. Maybe grand finale would be. Oh. So here is what we're getting at. Axios. Mm -hmm. Which is a liberal network. Axios is reporting this morning. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read you what they are saying that they have Mm -hmm. intel that this may happen. I'm not saying this is true yet. I'm not saying You've clarified. It's Axios. No, I'm I'm telling you what one news outlet is saying. And I think it's an interesting scenario if it Mm -hmm. ends up happening. We don't know yet. Mm -hmm. President Trump, they say, is considering a made-for-TV grand finale, a White House departure on Marine One, and final Air Force One flight to Florida for a political rally opposite Joe Biden's inauguration. They say sources familiar with the discussions tell Axios. Mm -hmm. Uh, The president is privately discussing using his powers as commander-in-chief to order up the exit he wants after dissing Biden by refusing to concede the election, welcome him to the White House, or commit to attending his inauguration. They go on to say the Trump talk could create a split-screen moment the outgoing president addressing a roaring crowd in an airport hangar while the incoming leader is sworn in before a socially distanced audience outside the Capitol. Immediately announcing he is running for re-election in 2024 would set up four years of Trump playing Biden's critic-in-chief. And uh, flying off in front of the South Lawn before landing in Florida would let Trump escape protests, the normal pleasantries of welcoming the incoming president, etc., Uh, White House spokesman Judd Deere says, according to Axios here, quote, anonymous sources who claim to know what the president is or is not considering have no idea. When President Trump has an announcement about his plans for January 20th, he will let you know, unquote. But there's there's a problem with part of this plan. As soon as he's not president anymore, Joe Biden will be able to pull all resources away from him. Like. It's been tradition that Air Force One is given to the outgoing president to take him home. Biden might just go, no. In fact, in midair, turn around. (laughs) I mean, he would be president. You know, it reminds me of the story of Hotting Carter. You know, they were spending the whole night in the Oval Office during the Iranian hostage situation, waiting for Reagan to be sworn in. And then uh, Hotting Carter, about one minute till... 12 or 1 o'clock, whenever the swearing-in, walked out of the gates. Reagan was sworn in. Hotting Carter, the chief of staff, turns around and says, I left my briefcase in the White House. Tries to get back in the White House. They say, excuse me, sir, the administration has changed. Biden could do that to Trump immediately if everything works out based upon what the projections are of the election. So... President Trump better recognize the minute the swearing-in occurs for the new president, that new president has total authority over everything out of the executive branch. Believe me, I know this, because <laughs> it happened to me as governor. The minute I was dropped off at my house by security on January the 1st, dropped Ann and I off, we got out of the car, unpacked boxes, the security said... Nice knowing you. I said, where are y'all going? They said, we've been ordered back to the, to the mansion by the current governor. And by the way, they were immediately transferred back to the road then. Immediately that day, the two officers that dropped me off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it ends like that. I mean, let me do that again. It ends like that. 
Now, he will still have security, unlike me. All former presidents still have security. But he won't have the big limo anymore. That limo's gone. Air Force One is gone. Marine One will be gone. So he's got to be very careful of assuming what Joe Biden and his administration might do during this time. Now, he this scenario would mean that he would not be standing beside Joe Biden when the when the official transfer of power happens. Yeah, which I think is wrong. I think is wrong. By the way, I didn't get a chance to do that either. Uh, for one reason, is that uh, Cooper decided to get sworn in at midnight in a private ceremony without <laughs> coordinating anything with me. But in the more formal ceremony, a winter storm came and canceled the whole thing. And I went, darn. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have gone. And I will go this time. Cooper's going to be re-inaugurated. I hope I get invited. I think all former governors should be invited. If they are, I will go. I won't really want to, you know, it, I'll sit there and go, damn. But that's, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Did I say that right? I'll say, darn. Darn's a better word to say on radio. Drat. <laughs> Rat. Shucks. <laughs> so the other thing, the media, he says he'll, they'll say you have a split screen. No, they won't. Fox, maybe. Maybe Newsmax. Newsmax will have a, a full screen and it will be only on Trump. <laughs> yeah. But the media will not do a split screen. But speaking of split screen... Oh, Pam Warner? <laughs> she's in our uh, our, our split yeah, screen. She's not in the same room we're in, so I, I don't get to walk, in, you know, I don't know. In radio terms, this is theater of the mind. So imagine we're we're tossing to the split screen with Pam Warner. And and, and Pam, you're taking the limo from me. <laughs> I and Marine One and this. Air Force One. <laughs> this is what we call in the Pat McCrory show the transfer of power. <laughs> <laughs> The hypocrisy of it all. Welcome to Apocrisy 2. On Friday, we had Apocrisy 1, where we talked about the hypocrisy of Governor Cooper announcing all these new restrictions while also touring a, a plant which is making supplies to help us with this virus. And in the picture, he is breaking the social distancing rules that they are emphasizing over and over again. Front page of the newspaper. No one from the media calls out that hypocrisy. Well, welcome to hypocrisy, too. It's unbelievable the hypocrisy going on in California, going on in North Carolina, going on throughout all the states. We've talked about governors going to restaurants, mayors going to Cabo, and then lecturing us on what we can and cannot do to stop a horrendous virus. But they themselves do not follow the same rules. And there's a little game being played right now. One game is being played, Big, the biggest game is being played in California, where in L.A. they're shutting down L.A. totally. And, you know, a lot of people are just going to go, no, I'm not going to do it. And it's terrible for a politician to implement a rule or a law, and then people just go, no, I'm not going to do it. You cause more harm than good. Like in L.A. right now, you're not allowed to ride a bicycle. Stay inside. Stay inside where the virus spreads more than outdoors. 
It makes no sense whatsoever. Talking about no sense, you give exceptions to one groups of people, and then you go down hard on another. And we have an example in California where a restaurant owner was told no more outdoor seating. Let's see what she has to say. Yeah, this is uh, restaurateur Angela Marston, who owns the now-shuttered Pineapple Hill Saloon and Grill. Hold on, let me put my mask on while we play that video. I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. <laughs> they have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive. My staff cannot survive. Look at this. It's a bunch of tents set up, about four of them, across from her Tell restaurant. Tell me that this is dangerous, but right next to me as a slap in my face so Gavin Newsom is saying no more outdoor seating for all restaurants in California. While right across the street, Hollywood, who give a lot of money to politicians, especially Democrats, are allowed to set up a tent for their food for the actors. By the way, you think that's just happening in California? No, it's happening right here in North Carolina. In fact, in Charlotte, I was taking Mo to the vet, and right across the street, there's a movie being filmed on 7th Street. They had a food tent. Most of the people weren't wearing masks. Acting! Speaking about acting, Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, which was not funny this weekend. <laughs> Agreed. Bateman Jason. was the host. Jason Bateman, who my wife loves, Jason Bateman. Thinks he's good, thinks he's good looking. I don't see much in him. <laughs> <laughs> So Jason Bateman and all the actors during the whole show are not wearing masks during the entire show, except at the intro, Jason Bateman comes out wearing a mask. Yep. Right? Yeah. Where's mask? Then when he starts the dialogue, he takes off the mask. In other words, the closer he gets to the audience, he takes off the mask. And then during all the shows, during all the parts of all the skits, which weren't funny this weekend. Sketches. Sketches. Yes. None of the actors are wearing masks. And then at the end of the show, you know the end of the show when all the actors get up on stage to yep. wave and this they play right the song and, you know, they'll be in infamy forever on future Saturday Night Live's right. 50th, 100th anniversaries. Mm -hmm. They put on their mask. Again, like I am right now. Here for, for an hour and a half, they weren't wearing masks. Put on your mask while we do this segment. Okay. Cover your nose. <laughs> I am. I can't fit so it. So during my certain segments of this show, we have to wear masks, but other segments we don't wear masks. Mm -hmm. The Hollywood hypocrisy in New York during the filming of Saturday Night Live was humorous. Speaking about hypocrisy, this weekend, watching the football games, college football games, pro football games, I loved watching the coaches. Off and on, putting on and off their mask. They'd put on their mask, and then when they talked to a player, they'd take off their mask. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd put it back on. And then after the game, the players all come to the center field and talk to each other without their mask. 
most famous athletes in the world talking without their mask right next to each other. And then when they finish talking, they put on their mask. It's a game. It's a game. It's, a, it's become a PC game regarding a very serious virus. Stop the PC game with a very serious virus. Let's focus on the stuff that works, and let's don't pretend. Let's don't pretend we're following certain rules for the cameras, and when behind the scenes, we're really not following those rules at all because we know some of the rules are stupid. Like when you're in a house on the other side of the house with someone else, with your spouse or families, on the other side of the house, and you're supposed to wear your mask because you have a visitor in your house and you're nowhere near them, it makes no sense. Welcome to the movement for common sense. This is part of the movement. Wear your mask when it makes a difference. And don't wear a mask when it doesn't make a difference. The biggest thing we need is social distancing. Bo and I are socially distanced from each other. That's right. We were that way before the virus hit. We made it cool. <laughs> Sorry, my mask is on. Excuse me, are we on or off the mask now? I can't remember. What's the memo say? Halfway. Halfway? Yeah. See, that's the other thing. Half the time the coaches are like this. Not like this. Like I was yelled at at the Harris yeah. Teeter the other day. I was like this, and the lady said, McCrory. 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 Over the nose. Over the nose. <laughs> hey, it's a serious subject, but let's have some common sense. The movement for common sense right here on the Pat McCrory Show. Hypocrisy 2. Can't stop me from shame. North Carolina's HHS secretary appearing on CNN yesterday morning Mm. with Dana Bash on uh, Inside Politics. Wow. So that's the second appearance. She she took questions. Was was she by Zoom or? Uh, Yeah, well, some sort of video conference. They weren't in the same room. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was not a, you know, this was a one-on-one. That's Mm -hmm. what we're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. And, of course, this is on the heels of, Gov- of Governor Cooper appearing on CNN, what, uh, I guess it was Thursday night, talking to Aaron Burnett. Mm-hmm. And we got the- thousands of responses on that. We put that on the Pat McCrory Facebook, an Hypocrisy One segment on Friday. We got over a million people looking at that and thousands of comments. So, by the way, if you want to look at Pat McCrory Facebook... Be glad to join our Facebook page and also WBT.com website to right. listen to all our broadcasts, not just Pat McCrory show, Bo Thompson in the morning and all the shows in the afternoon. Vince Coakley, Bill O'Reilly, Rush Limbaugh, Brett Winterbull, Mark Garrison, Ben Shapiro, <laughs> Mark Levin, Coast to Coast AM, and then you're back to me. See how I did that? So Mandy's... Uh, her, her, she was rumored to be in line for the DHS secretary. We don't know who spread that rumor. A lot of people kind of spread their rumors about themselves. Do you know that I was considered for secretary <laughs> of state under Trump and 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 uh, and Bush? And I heard uh, Clinton was even considering me when he was president for I think several cabinet jobs. Yeah, I can't tell you any more about it. And there's no paper document. Some have said. Some have said. Actually, there is a paper document of me being considered for a Trump post, which apparently they uh, rejected me for Secretary of uh, Energy. 
Well, you mentioned uh, Mandy Cohen getting mm -hmm. the question about that. It was right at the end of the interview with mm -hmm. Dana Bash. There are reports that you're a candidate for a top job in the Biden administration. Have you spoken to the president-elect or any member of the transition team about that? And would you want to serve in the Biden administration? Well, I, I should say it's an honor to serve, whether at the federal level or the state level during this historic and unprecedented time. We certainly need great leadership at this moment. And I've been lucky to serve with Governor Cooper here in North Carolina. I think the fact that, that I'm being considered, I think, speaks to the really right, great stop. work we've been doing. Stop. She did three things there. First of all, she complimented her boss. She kind of complimented herself, and she gave the impression that it's an honor to be considered. But we don't really know if she is being considered for DHS secretary because the very next question was what? The rest of the tape, she, she, Dana Bash, yeah, 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 basically asked a follow up, didn't yeah. let her get away with the old politician saying it's an honor to be considered, even though I really don't know whether I'm being considered or not. Yeah, here's the Question. second part of it. Doing in North Carolina, and so I'm very flattered um, by that, but you flattered. know, we just continue to be uh, heads down here in North Carolina, but again, honored to serve either here or North Carolina. Have you North had Carolina it? Or just, the just real quick, have you had any discussions with anybody on the Biden transition? I, I have not had any okay. discussions okay. with them at this point. There, there goes the answer right there. If she was being considered for DHS secretary, they would have already contacted her. But she's still flattered that she was considered <laughs> because there's no one that could dispute that unless someone from the Biden administration admits she was never considered. So, in fact, we find out this morning, the very next day that Joe Biden has announced a DHS secretary, an individual from uh, California. Yep. You know, we don't have enough representation from California anyway from uh the Biden administration, considering Kamala Harris is not enough from California. So in addition now to Kamala Harris being uh, Xavier in the administration, we have Xavier Becerra. Be Be I'm not sure of the pronunciation. Uh, I'll, I'll show you how to pronounce it after the show. Thank you. So we have two major players now from California. One is DHS secretary, and we just like to say we as a state were flattered that... Um, Mandy may have or may not have been considered for that job. I may have been considered for that job or may not have been considered for that job, but I would have been flattered and I'd be honored to serve either this radio station or the administration in Washington, D.C. For the record, I want to say that, that I was flattered to possibly be considered for any job. <laughs> <laughs> Just a blanket. Yeah. In fact, there's an old theory. Let me give you this. I used to be a recruitment manager at Duke Energy, and I'd always tell potential clients or applicants, never turn down a job before it's offered. <laughs> so Mandy didn't turn down the job. In fact, she was never offered the job. <laughs> but what if she had been smart, actually, she would have last night, had she known the leak that it was already going to be filled going, I've turned down the job. <laughs> That's the second best thing to do is say you've turned down the job and took your name out of the hat. Now, do you suppose that she could be invited to work under this, like in, yeah, in his department? she could possibly definitely work for the administration. Yeah. And there are a lot of jobs under DHS secretary, which she'd be qualified for. And, um, 
Yeah, but the, the rumors were DHH secretary. I'll tell you, the other name that's floating out there is what's uh, Vilyle's going to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vilyle's ends up in the administration, maybe not at a cabinet secretary level, but I would not be surprised that she ends up in the administration. You know, she's the mayor. She's in her second term, like Anthony Fox was. And um, they're looking for more diversity in the administration. So I'll, I'll be surprised if I is not offered a job after two. She's in her second or third term. Second term? I believe it's the second term. Second term. That's that. what uh, Anthony Fox was in a second term. Now, in my seventh term, <laughs> I was flattered to be considered. I was actually in my seventh term, I was considered for ambassador to Saudi Arabia. That's about the best it got for me. <laughs> and I read in the New York Times two or three months ago that I was considered by the Trump administration to be Secretary of Department of Energy. Maybe I just served too long as mayor. You know, seven terms, I should have stopped at two, and maybe I could have been in the cabinet. But in each case, you were flattered. I was flattered. <laughs> Actually, incompetent. I'm telling you this between you and me, because mm-hmm. I think we're off the air now. Of course. I, I, turned, I, turned, I turned those jobs down several times. Some have said. No, I, I'm telling you right now, officially, <laughs> I, I said I want to take my name out of consideration. Well, you know, Just like you're taking your name out of consideration, if Rush even ever needs to be replaced, I understand you took your name out of consideration for the Rush job, national job that pays $50 million a year. I understand Bo Thompson says no. If it ever comes open, I'm not going to take it. But I'm flattered. <laughs> as, long as, as long as you're flattered. Or you could say, I've turned it down. Some have said. <laughs> Your wife's calling up right now. You turned down fifty million a year. Yeah, nine forty-four on WBT. Uh, the big finish is coming. Big up. Big finish coming out. We, we want to know what jobs you would turn down. 704-374-3800. The big finish. Let's get some good calls in. Some intellectual calls about why are they fighting among each other? Us Republicans in Georgia, which we covered during the first hour. What did you think of the Georgia debate, which we covered during the first and second hour? And also Mandy Cohen, her not getting uh, DHS secretary. And when it comes to the big finish, flattery will get you everywhere. Everywhere. All right, it's brought to you by Rug Source. Straight ahead. This is the Pat McCrory Show with Bo Thompson on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WPT. Finish him! Word of warning, though, if he does lay into you, it's best to just let him finish. Nothing is over until we decide it is. Wow! The Big Finish is brought to you by Rug Source. Visit RugSource.com. Over 60,000 rugs from small to palace-sized rugs. There's something for everybody at RugSource.com. Uh, thanks to Rug Source for the sponsorship of The Big Finish, our favorite part of the show where we get to hear from our loyal and uh, growing listeners. So it's been said, Governor and Bo, that uh, uh, some have said you were flattered, that I was flattered. 
that uh, we were being considered. I knew this. So we have properly withdrawn ourselves from the flattery and the consideration. Yep. Touche. <laughs> I had to do that often under four or five administrations. Hey, Governor, what can Moore and Berger do to stop the governor if he imposes more restrictions? And I'm not talking about Mandy Moore. You know who I'm talking about. Moore and Berger, what can they do? Thank you, sir. Uh, right now, the Supreme state Supreme Court has uh, ruled in favor of Roy Cooper. However, we have a state Supreme Court justice that will be brand new, Paul Newby, unless the state elections board tries to steal steal it from him, which is a topic we plan to cover today, but we'll cover tomorrow. And we have two other Republicans that were just elected to the Supreme Court, so it makes it a 4-3 majority for the Democrats. So this would be the time to, again, challenge that power uh, and take it to uh, the state Supreme Court. I actually think the Council of State needs to challenge the power, and the Council of State is now controlled by the Republicans. Hey, it's Chris in South Charlotte. You used to referee my games for Park Sharon back in 1979, 1980. We need referees. We're starting the season up, and we need more referees. Can you come back? Will you come back? Or is that too tough of a job for you now? No job is too tough for me, and I'm flattered that you asked. (laughs) I'm very, very flattered that you asked. I'd love to come back to refereeing. I loved refereeing basketball. I did it for 11 years in uh, in the in North Carolina, mainly the Charlotte region, all the way down to Lexington. <clears throat> I had one coach compliment me immensely. He said, McCrory, the next time we're at home, I want you to be our referee. <clears throat> Please explain how Via Lyles could be in the Biden administration after she stood shoulder to shoulder endorsing Mike Bloomberg in Uptown Charlotte. Called a repivot. Yeah, well, I mean, there are going to be a lot of people in the Biden administration who support uh, Kamala Harris. I was about to say the same way Kamala Harris yeah. became his running mate. Yeah. So that that was true under Trump too. By the way, Trump put some people in administration, including yeah. Nikki Haley, who yep. did not endorse Donald Trump for uh, at least in the primary. So people repivot. <laughs> the answer is very easily. They're they're flattered. Yes. <laughs> Hey, I'm trying to sign up to be part of the movement for common sense. But I'll tell you one thing. I'd rather have somebody else from California. You know, I know we say you got two people from California. Mm -hmm. than another person serving on this administration with the same last name as the president, like Trump. So I'll take that. Hmm. Names don't make any difference to me. I don't care what your last name is. You shouldn't get something because of your last name. But, uh, yeah, I never really liked the nepotism within any administration. I didn't like it with Robert Kennedy working for John Kennedy, and I I frankly didn't even like it with the Trumps or the Bushes. Or We're not, we're not royalty here in, in America. Hey, Bo and Gov. Mm-hmm. Governor, I agree with you 100%. If the Republican Party don't get their act together and come together and figure out what we need to do to defeat the Democrats. We're going to be the minority party for a long time. I agree, and it starts right in Georgia right now. And to have the president go after the secretary and the governor and the governor go back and return fire, and then the two Senate candidates are asked the question, whose side are you on, of which Republicans? There are no winners 
in this kind of dispute. Good morning, Bo. Good morning, Governor. Yeah, they all get paid while I get played. Hmm. We're flattered that you called. <laughs> hey, Pat, you talk about common sense. Could it be that uh, the mask or what's causing the uh, uprise? Because all you do is now is constantly put your hands at your mouth. And then if you touch something, you put it on your mask and you're going to suck it right in. So y'all keep wearing them masks. Yeah, well, I, I agree with wearing masks, but I would also agree that 90% of us are wearing the mask incorrectly. And I kind of showed that. We're going to have a video of me wearing the mask and not wearing the mask. It's going to be up by 10 o'clock on my Facebook page where we talk about hypocrisy, too. And I hope people get in on it because it shows me taking my mask on, taking it off. Bo's doing the same thing, but Bo doesn't, Bo doesn't go on camera. He, you know, it's not part of his contract. Yeah, Speaking of mask, uh, the Panthers, a special story just came out where the Panthers have two um, players. Yeah, uh, they've closed down the facility mm-hmm. due to a positive COVID-19 cases, and I'm trying to pull So that you up. wonder, if were they wearing their mask correctly? We'll have more to come on this. Uh, David Newton reporting that story for ESPN, mm. so mm. stay tuned. More, more today. If any other politician besides Joe Biden broke their ankle when they got out of the shower buck naked and started chasing a dog around trying to pull his tail, every Saturday night live skit and late night comedian would be skewering them for eternity, yet nothing. Uh, that is dead on. If that had been Trump or Bush or Gerald Ford, remember when Trump had the toilet paper stuck on his uh, mm-hmm. shoe? Yep. Trump denied it. <laughs> Trump said it wasn't true. Uh, and Ford would fall down the stairs one time. There were skits every day on well, Saturday. Look at the skit they did about the fly on Vice President Pence. Pence's head. Yeah. You, you know, that's a great call. It's a great call. Trump fails. Buck naked in the shower, we assume. And he said he was trying to pull the tail of his dog. Mm -hmm. Come on, man. I'm flattered that he told us that story. (laughs) (laughs) Too much information. We'll see you tomorrow.